What's happening, everybody? It's Friday night, warm beer in the cheap seats, the podcast you've been waiting for. Uh, here with Casey, sweet Melissa. Big Ed will be joining us. Yes. Yes. Subway calling. Oh, hello, Big Ed. Subway's joining us tonight. Yes. We got the whole cast of characters. We I got the whole gang back together. We're here in Studio C. Um, see, the show is uh, not a democracy but it's it's not <laughs> it's it's not uh an autocratic thing it's more of a constitutional monarchy and uh, kind of like england yes kind of like united kingdom i'm queen elizabeth and you everyone else like is her. like you know part of the parliament you know are you a lord are you in the commons i don't fucking know what, what, what would that make me you're definitely in the lords <laughs> all right you're, awesome you're you're like the earl of something <laughs> earl of sandwich yes <laughs> you're the earl of chrysler but you know i i decreed that uh sweet melissa is going to be the uh, the official announcer of w b c s that's so. official tonight everybody yes sweet melissa's got her got her a promotion did i yeah it's a promotion on the show Yep. So she started as an intern. Yep. I mean, going to Tokyo was big. That was big. It was big on our wallet, too, by yes. the way. We still haven't recovered. No. And then we don't Yeah, when we it. sent Subway, I, I was still just going to say, I, I have a sinking feeling, he, he, you know, that he just never went to China. Do <laughs> you think he just pocketed the money? Well, when he was describing the food and he said, you know, in China, they call Chinese food just food. I started that, to get suspicious. Eh, as would anyone. That would be like, you know, instead of like, hey, I'm going to go eat, you know, Greek tonight. Uh, in Greece, they just say, I'm just going to go eat. You know, I, I don't know. So I, I got suspicious. That may be a conversation to have with Subway. Hmm. Yeah. We we'll shake them down. We'll shake them down because you know we have Olympics coming back around here. What another two years? Yeah, we do. So we need to get this figured out. We got some time. Oh, Paris, 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 oh, yes. the city of lights and mean people. Oh yeah, if you're an American. Hey, remember World War Two? That's all I would tell to tell him. Yeah. Hey, remember World War Two? Yeah, we bailed your ass out. Be yeah. nice to me. Yeah, you'd be speaking German right now, fucking Dukov. <laughs> so give me that damn croissant. Give me that delicious pastry bread. <laughs> hey, speaking of croissants, I'm just since we're we're gonna go with things. Have you tried one of those cronuts? It's part croissant, part donut. No, uh, you're missing nothing. Who is? Oh, okay. Is there like a local uh, bakery? The, the the bakery over here, Hole in One, one yeah. they do a cronut. And like it, it tastes like a glazed um, croissant is what it really tastes like to me. Oh God, I don't, 
I don't know if you know if you need to do that to a croissant. It's already got like a pound of butter per a, a lot of butter. Yeah, it's a pound of butter per croissant. Yes. That's why they're so delicious. flaky and delicious. Yes. So yeah, cronut. Uh, I don't. I don't understand the Dunkin' Donuts does a cronut. I believe. Really? Yeah. Never had. Yeah, uh, you're not I think missing I have nothing. Had it and I think you weren't. Just give me a good old fashioned donut. I don't need any crazy frosting or whatever. Like an old fashioned. Yeah. Old fashioned's not Look, bad. I'll do a chocolate glaze if I want to get. Oh, like chocolate really, glaze. Really, that's... If I want to get real nutty with it. Yeah. Not to make this the donut show. Yes. I think we've covered donuts. I am a donut. Indeed. Yes. So. I got to drive a GTR today. What'd you think? All right. I'm 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 a fan of Detroit Muscle, but I will say hats off to Nissan. Uh, for outside of smuggling your CEO out of Japan to avoid paying taxes and going to jail for a very, 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 very long time. The GTR is a very legitimate sports car that can fucking chew shit up. Yeah, they're fast. They're very fast. The thing that the styling is what turns me off on those cars. They're they're just not for me. The styling's too sure. angular. Yeah, yeah. Very. Well, it's, it's definitely Japanese. It's Japanese. It's uh, very Japanese. The, the styling, yeah. the the architecture of it, for sure. Where some people. In the automotive world, that's that's what turns them on. Doesn't turn me on. But Actually, it, I want to see the new Z up close. Uh, I, I, I've I, seen them on TV commercials. They're small things like the taillights and stuff that like throw back to the older Zs, like when like the first to, generation Z cars, like two sixties, two eighties, right, and stuff like that. Even going back two forties. Oh, they're so underpowered. Get out, run faster! Than oh them. God. They looked fast. They were okay. So I'll tell you, you know, we'll talk about that car for a minute. So my father back in the early seventies considered one of those cars. Okay. So he and my uncle Maddie, who are both car guys, they went down to that's when it was Datsun. It wasn't Nissan. Correct. This is probably 1969, 1969 or 1970. And they went down to the, the Datsun dealer and they're like, Hey, we want to buy a, I don't. I, I think it was a two forty at the time. I don't think the two sixty was out. Yeah. Well, you number one, you couldn't get one, and uh, if you were to buy, if you're going to buy one, you're going to pay more than MSRP. Sure. Yeah. So times haven't changed. No. So my uncle Maddie ended up getting a Pontiac Grand Prix. Um, that would have been an SJ. With a 455 and a four-speed instead, which I think would that's the better choice of a car. And my dad got a uh, Torino, uh, not a Torino, a Tornado, old Tornado. So, in spite of the Nissan or then Datsun, I'm going to go against my better interest and just take this car and just hope. Oh boy, here we they're, go. They're going to talk about cars, <clears throat> and they're gone. Oh wow! All right. So the, the just what my Nissan sounds like. Bing, bing, bang, bong, bong, boom, bong, bong, <laughs> bing, bang, bong, bong, boom, bong, bong. GTR did not sound like that. No. Sure. Um, however, the Tornado that was the first like big front front wheel drive. drive. Same platform as the Cadillac Eldorado. Yeah, that's that's what it was. 
Yeah, so they they were GMs and not the you know the Cord back in the '30s. Those were front wheel drive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they, so I think this and the Cords weren't really mass market. They were considered a luxury car. Um, so I think the Oldsmobile and the Cadillac were, and Cadillac being a luxury car, but more of a mass market car than a Cord at the time. So yeah, I think they were some of the first really successful front drive cars. Right. Big block powered front drive cars. Hmm. I wonder if they had like a lot of torque steer. No, the transmissions were a little different on them. So it, the engine still sat longitudinal. So, really? Yeah. And so it the engine sat over the transmission. It went into, there was a chain that drove the torque converter. Right. And then, so the transmission, instead of the way a rear wheel drive transmission would bolt up to the back of the engine. Figured take that, unbolt that transmission, flip it around, put it underneath the engine. That's how it was positioned. And then there was a differential bolted to that back of that transmission. And you had equal length drive axles coming out of it. With equal length drive axles, that prevents torque steer. It's unequal length drive axles that cause the torque steer. That makes sense. So... Really a crazy design, and GM kept that same basic design um, into the 80s. Like the, the Rivieras and the Eldorados yeah. in, the, in the late 70s, early 80s, up to 85. Hmm. Had a similar setup to that. Not the exact setup, but a similar setup to the Eldorado and uh, Tornado of the late 60s, early 70s. Kind of, kind of freaky car stuff. Kind of neato. In fact, we have a Seville like that at uh, at my place of business. We have a 1985 Seville, which is the last of the Bustleback. The yeah, I know that one. The Bustleback well. Seville. We yeah. have one of those in. Pretty clean car. Yeah, they're pretty interesting. Uh, a kid I grew up with, his parents had one. Weird, weird. That was Bill Mitchell. The design chief for General Motors, that was the last car he was responsible for the uh, the styling on. Really? Yeah. And I think that car is kind of a miss, my opinion. From the front to the back, it looks like two people, two different people designed the car. Yeah. It's it's different. It's I mean, different. Because the Tornado was on that same chassis and that looked, that same year looked a little different and same, the Riv, the Riv was very... Uh, Squared. Chopped off in the back. Yeah, yeah. square in the back. How, however, I love that Riviera. That's a cool car. It's it's they're hard to find. There's a guy in uh out by my buddy Andy's where he used to live, has one like in a barn. Very, very well kept. Yeah. You think that's Casey, the Sean Brandau's then girlfriend. Well, actually, they weren't even dating. She had a Seville, a first gen Seville when they first were fuel injected. Well, the first gen Seville's are cool. They're they, they were still rear wheel drive, right? With an Oldsmobile three hundred and fifty fuel injected, right? So apparently the fuel injectors weren't that great, but no one knew how to work on them, and they called them lemons. And they weren't really lemons; they just weren't trained. Yeah. So we made it. We made a joke because, like, hey, why don't we uh, drop it off at the Cross Bronx and then call it stolen? So one night we could all uh, liquor it up after work and drove it out there. Four hours later, she got a call from the police saying her car was uh, stripped. 
No kidding. Yeah. We laughed and she got a fat check for it. Wow. Yeah. Happy <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> There's a happy ending to that one. And what's funny is we used to drive by her house every night and he'd show him we go out the sunroof and he'd yell, snatch. Right? He's been married to her for over 30 years now. <laughs> I wonder if he still yells snatch at her. Think that. That'd have to be a question for another show. I, I don't. I have to tell him that I mentioned his name on the air. <laughs> Absolutely. Add some research. We can definitely look into. But that was back uh, the peak of the Duke Boy days. The Duke Boy of uh, Nisquag. Oh yeah. <laughs> the myth was alive back then. <laughs> the myth was alive. It wasn't just the legend that it is now. Well, I think the legend lived on longer than that. My Dude, every, every, every Big Ed review has a little Duke boy at the end, and they're all true. <laughs> there you go, folks. There's a little behind the scenes to Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats. Speaking of, Casey. Yes. If our fans, I think we're up to five. Yes. If they were inclined to contact us, how would they do so? If they wanted to go in the Twitterverse or an email? You can uh, reach us on Twitter at Beer Seats. You can try that. That'd be great. That, that would be a good start. However, uh, you can also reach us via email. That's electronic mail for you folks. Just in case you don't know. We don't have a P.O. box yet, but maybe one one of these days we will. One day. So uh, you send, send a self-addressed envelope and pictures of your boobies to the show at warmbeerandachievesseats.com. And the boob pictures, we'll accept those on email and in Twitter as well, just uh, so you know. Or once we get that facsimile set up, we'll, Ooh. you know, let Fax, you know. Fax us boobies. The booby pictures are only for Big Ed, though. Yes. Yeah, of course. We're not going to look at boob Now, pictures. if it's guy boobies, it's Man for... Boobs. Man boobs, that's we're gonna save those for Jimmy Mike when he gets done. So big Would shout those out be to Jimmy moobs? Mike. Moobs. Yes, moobs for Jimmy Mike. Uh, he's Jimmy Mike is uh, in the process of moving. Yes. So because he's moving to Georgia, he's gonna need to get accustomed to seeing moobs. So uh, you know, so we need to send them out to him. <laughs> so so <laughs> that's pretty funny. Safe, travel safe. Godspeed, Jimmy, Mike. And don't worry. Watch out moves. for the moves. Watch out for the moves. They're waiting for you. Is that a thing in Georgia? Is there, it more, is, is it there is now. more moves per capita in Georgia than any other state in the union? Uh, probably not, but it's funny to say. It is funny to say. Maybe that's a... a Reach us at Twitter at Beer Seats. <laughs> hey, was Thank that you. Hank, that was Hank Hill, I believe. Oh, it was Hank Hill. Yes. Oh. All right. Um, Thank you, Hank. Um, actually, he's got a lot right, to so say. So we're talking about. All right, this this is great though. Sweet Melissa was talking about um, like uh, not geopolitics, but uh, a demographic of a certain <laughs> city. And I just love this on many levels. So mm -hmm. please tell us. Oh, hold on, I'm choking. Okay. <coughs> oh my! Oh boy! Pardon you. Just a little COVID. Just kidding. Yeah, you know. Hey, they changed the the CDC changed yeah, all the the rules, so we're all. good. 
We're good. We're good. We did it, everybody. We did it. We broke the curve. Bring on the flattened it. We flattened the curve. Yes. Yeah. COVID jokes okay. are now allowed. They're oh, acceptable. They're yes. in taste now. Just like, you know, when, when I fucking tanked algebra with, uh, you know, whenever that drunk math teacher, we just flattened our fucking bell curve when everyone got a fucking 42 in that class. Is this when the shirts I got that say six feet, please, are funny? Yes. Okay. It's ironic. So today I was working with somebody and his accent reminded me of somebody else's. So I just happened to ask, like I do occasionally. Oh boy. Are you from Ann Arbor, Michigan? And he was dumbfounded and said, how did you know that? And I said, your voice reminds me of a friend of mine. And in parentheses, in my mind, I said, who also likes boys. Or or men. Who lives in Ann Arbor? No, because we're not trying to go with a pedophile angle. No, but we're no. going yeah, with no. a, a gay man and it, someone that dudes. loves Notre Dame and thinks <clears throat> University of Michigan can suck a dick. Well, guess what, oh, Michigan? You're ah! su- you're obviously sucking dick. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but we're just as, we're, I love we're, Ann Arbor. we're just uh, citing the obvious. Yeah, I as a Irish fan with college football coming around the corner, I think it's hysterical it's funny you mentioned pedophilia because tonight's oh. review will have a little pedophilia in it because do we kiss. really want do oh do we really want that on a family oh show like love gun love gun yes and right, is that the album yes right, yes yeah, yeah 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 i know the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh i know the song you're gonna mention did Dick Mike, did you listen to it? I did not listen to it this week, but oh, I've listened to the album Jesus before. Christ. Okay. Big Ed, I, 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 I'm sorry. My my day job got in the way. You know. I understand. The, no, no, mortgage. I do understand. Yeah, no, you know, paying the mortgage at the Studio C. Overrated. I am from Texas. You're what from Texas. What kind of question is that? <laughs> I don't know. I was making a statement, not <laughs> stating a question. No, he's from Texas. Uh, I think he was talking about the Ann Arbor thing. He just oh, okay. He's a little slow. Yeah, that's okay. Hang he's, on. He's from, uh, you know. I am from Texas. Well, you know, they're they're still living on that Longhorns championship about twenty years ago <laughs> with Vince that. Young. Can you believe that was twenty years ago? I remember watching that in the break room at work. And just thinking, this is the greatest college game I've ever seen. And also, Keith Jackson, the broadcaster, it was his last game ever called. Imagine that. I mean, that's. I am from Texas. I'm sorry. (laughs) That wasn't supposed to happen. All right, all right. All right. That happens every time you download it, it repeats the the phrase. Download it. I thought. No, come on, man. It's the thing. Everybody knows it's the thing. Yeah, I thought he was here. Oh, boy. Oh, see, they're on WWE. See, they're throwing homage to the belts now. Yeah, no, look, there's Honky Tonk Man. You know, he's the long, he's still the longest reigning, reigning intercontinental champion. Honky Tonk Man? Honky Tonk Man, yeah. Shit. Yep. They're bringing prestige to the belt. They, when I was younger, this belt meant something to have it. Right. It also meant you were probably the, the best tech, tactician. They, they would kind of bestow it to you. 
Kind of like they're doing like the U.S. heavyweight in, right. in the Raw brand. Hmm. Yeah. I watched uh, another uh, WWE documentary, uh, Lex Sluger. Oh, yeah. What a story. I, I didn't he's, realize he he's played like with a, the Tampa Bay Bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 he's in rough shape now, isn't he? He, had, he didn't have a stroke, but he had like some pieces of bone and it came from his neck, right? They're like bone spurs kind of. Neck boners. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it kinda of, it kinda of did like what a stroke would do. Yeah. Like cut off blood circulation to the brain. Yeah, he is a I mean, he looks Oh well he I, he lost a lot of bone mass, but oh, uh, or muscle, muscle every kind yeah, of mass. But, he, he but looks, he's he's uh mentally he's there. That's like good. he's oh he's, he's probably there. Uh, like probably mentally in better place than he's ever been in his life. And, Absolutely, because you know, yeah, he was a dick. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, that was the only positive aspect of that. Well, I was telling like you know, sweet Melissa. I'm like, I remember when I I was younger, and he came over because I didn't watch a lot of WCW, and partially just because I didn't have cable, and that was always on TV. <laughs> it was the only way you're gonna watch it. And uh, so I didn't watch, you know, I didn't follow these guys as much. And, I, you know, sometimes I'd read about, you know, a Luger or Sting from uh, a magazine. Or if I just saw him to be at Big Mike's, you know. Uh, watch it cable. on cable. Yeah, watch it on cable. So either case, when Lex Luger came to WWF, I mean, they were billing him as the guy to take over the company for Hulk. Ooh, it's big. They just couldn't put him over. <clears throat> You know, but, um, man, some, I mean, he had just some bad stuff happen. Was the, the biographies have been pretty good for that. WWE has been, pretty I, good. I enjoy they've been, they've been great. I mean, I, I just don't ever manage to catch him and to watch him on demand is at least with my cable companies hard. Oh, right. They make it very difficult. Yeah, because they want you to watch the commercials. You have to. Mm -hmm. I caught one. I recorded it, and I just put record series. See, that's smart. I mean, that's what I need to do. And that way, anytime one of those shows is on, by the magic of technology, <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Speaking of recording, the uh, Casey, the captain, also a fine, well-done documentary. <clears throat> Uh, we we still have uh, the last one. We haven't watched the last this part seven, but me neither. We, uh, but we, I'm all, I did all six, all the other. Okay, six. so you're you're exactly where we're at. I've I've enjoyed it. It's a it's a master class in being a professional. Yeah. Let me ask the, ask you this: Is there any dirt on Jeter that they dig out in this? No. No. He every there ball no player dirt. that 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 play with them, they're like he just does everything the right way. They're, like it's a running joke. They're like. Bernie Williams would be like, like how he deal with reporters. And it was great because he was just like, if they'd ask, and he even like tells you, like, I have some regurgitated, like, same things, like, hey, take it one game at a time. Like, almost like Bull Durham, where Kevin Costner's telling uh, uh, Nuke Lelouch, like, he, you know, how to speak to reporters, and he's got, like, canned responses. And Jeter's kind of like that, but someone would be like, Oh, uh, well, this thing about Scott Brocious, I'm just throwing a name, and I don't know about Scott Brocious, but, and you'd be like, oh, I, 
I don't know about that. You're just going to have to ask him. Just to flip the question all together. And, you know, every time they they said something negative about him, he overcame it. You know, they psych your feelings. Remember we talked like he had a he had a couple of years where he wasn't feeling. He tra- fired his trainer, got a new trainer, a strength and, and this, you know, conditioning guy. And he got faster and he didn't make errors. I mean, it was just – I mean, his worst year he hit 270. Guys would some guys would beg to hit two seventy, you know. Oh yeah, a lot of them. No, I mean he was a good contact hitter. He wasn't a guy that had a lot of power. He'd get you twenty home runs, but he hit a lot of doubles. He got you hits when you need them. He can move the bases, you know. Uh, he he wasn't a high strikeout guy. Uh, he took. No, he had a good walk. eye. You know, I mean, there's no question he's a Hall of Fame ball player. Oh, I mean. I mean, we got to watch a, a Yankee legend play like Mantle and Gehrig, and yeah, he, he, he's going to have a plaque out in center field, you know, in, in another ten years. I bet they'll retire if, his if, number. If I were the Yankees, I wouldn't even wait that long. There's not even a point to wait. Well, you know, I know it's nice to see too. Here's here's a high profile guy that just did the right thing, and he went out on his own terms, which yeah, is it rare. wasn't a scumbag. Didn't have a lot of controversy. He seems to have stayed low key as low key as he could. Well, and that was the thing. He made it a point. He's like, you know, he wants a part of his life to be private, you know. Which you have to respect that as any person in the public, the public's public eye, I guess you could say, any public figure, whether you're a television person, sports, you know, athlete, an athlete. He played in New, he played in New York for Christ's sake. I mean, and look at he, he kept it clean. I mean, he, he stayed humble. Very. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There you have it. Tough market to play in. The toughest. Yeah, you know, when he was a rookie, he had Strawberry, and I think I think Gooden were, was on that team when he was a rookie too, on the Yankees. Look, he came or out. Maybe, good, maybe Gooden came out like in '97. Gooden ended up showing up there in the Yankees for a while, but you know, you had two guys there that could tell him, like, "Oh yeah, this is not what you do in New York." You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it right. Yeah that 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 was pretty well done though. Uh, that's about the only thing I I've enjoyed on ESPN lately. Um, last night, Fox put on the production of the. Uh, the MLB Field of Dreams. So this year was the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Two good Midwest Oh, yeah. I, I, my Fox, local Fox affiliate doesn't come in anymore. It's just a black. Really? Yeah. What? I know. Hmm. Wow. I was bummed. I wound up watching uh, the 1984 Richmond race. Oh, that, that would have been good. Oh, that's yeah, funny. it was great. Who was won that good. race? I, I fell asleep. Oh, oh, shit. They were long races, those short tracks, you know? I mean, yeah. Richmond's coming up this Sunday. Yeah. So three races until uh, we get to the playoffs. We'll I'd, have to, I'd have to turn on my, on my TV. I don't know. So how is the, the – it looks like – so Ken Griffey and – Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. came out of the – Yeah, yeah. The so they did a thing with a, a father and son throwing a catch, and they did this, like, little short movie – and the ball rolls in the cornfield, and Ken Griffey picks it up. 
and then it's with Junior, aka the kid, mm-hmm. with uh, Ken Griffey Senior, and then they turn around and then they start walking, and then, and then they everybody... actually walk out of the cornfield onto the field. Right, and Ken Griffey does like the whole thing. The whole the thing from the movie, like, do you want to have a have catch? a catch, Dad? Yeah, I would love that. And oh. so they're having a catch, and then slowly people start walking through the cornfield like little kids, and they're having a catch, and then. The Cubs and the Reds players with a couple, um, you know, legacy players with old throwback uniforms from like the 20s, you know, come walking through the cornfield. No announcement. They just walk out, which I what thought was, the was fans, kinda, What was the fans' reaction? They were like clapping, yeah. you know. Um, I liked it. They didn't call it. Oh, B-Fab's there, too. Um Anyways, sorry, WWE distraction. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the the crowd see the the one thing that seemed weird with the crowd is they did this hologram of Harry Carey doing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and there was just like a lot of mixed things. But I, I get what they were trying to do, and they're they want to do something special, like the magic of movies or something like that. Okay, you know anything that, can happen. To me, that seems a little weird. It, it was weird, but it's this whole thing. I mean, Field of Dreams is like an American myth, anyways. The, uh, you know, no, I, I know a, a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, hey, listen, it made the the Field of Dreams game made it on network TV this morning on the news, which is I, I think it's a good promotion. They always they tie in the little league baseball. They actually the little league kids play on the adjacent field where they shot the shot movie. the movie. And, you know, the big leaguers play there. So, you know, they have the kids that hang out. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's like a grassroots thing, but I think it's fun. It's like harkens to just baseball in a very uh, more nostalgic way, which baseball, I think, has to be built on nostalgia. Um, much like when hockey does their winter classic and they play outdoor in the snow on a, on a real ice rink somewhere. You know, it makes you think about like kids play hockey outdoors in the winter time. It takes it back to the roots of the sport. Yes, it, which is nice. Yeah, and maybe that's what NASCAR is trying to do with like you know the dirt race at Bristol sure. and stuff yeah, like that. Take it back to the roots. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. So that's good. I, I, I like I said, I, I didn't take see it the back game. to the beach. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that would be interesting. Back. It to would the be. Beach. Yeah, and they hit a bunch of sea turtles. And then to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> you ran over sea turtle eggs. <laughs> but we were running a race. Yeah. It'd be yeah. Kyle Bush too, that douchebag. Oh boy. Yeah. The, the, he well, just ran over a blue footed booby. Yeah. Or like in South America or oh, something. Okay. Well, maybe he's on vacation in Daytona. You know? Could be. Could be. You know, critters like to take vacations. Speaking of Bush, he's uh, still out. He said he tried to get in the car. He's, he's like, no way. Uh, KB, Bush, the old yeah. one. Yeah. So they'll have, um, yeah, they'll have Ty Gibbs back in the car, who's doing a hell of a job. Uh, big NASCAR news this week. Uh, Noah Gregson, who oh. drives for Junior Motorsports, will uh-huh. be driving the 42 for Petty GMS next week. Or not, not, next, next year, I'm sorry. Next year. So Petty's getting a second car? He's had a second car. Uh, it's been, um, oh, it just, they haven't been running it. They've run it. It's, 
the other now I'm drawing White meat? No. Dylan. Ty Dylan's been driving that car. But that's a petty car? That's a petty the forty two. Not Austin who drives for right, Richard right, Childress. Right. Okay. Ty, who had a ride in Cup in a third tier team, went down to Xfinity for a year, came back up to Cup, ran for Petty GMS this year, made announcement mm, a couple weeks ago that he would not be returning to Petty GMS and did not mention any future plans. And then this week, Petty GMS uh, made the announcement that Noah Gregson will be coming up from the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series to drive that 42 car next year. Hmm. And Noah's ran, he ran last week, and I believe the week before, I didn't. I don't remember where he finished. the The big thing, the big talk, has been Ty Gibbs, who's been filling in for Kurt Busch, has been running very well. Right. He's had good finishes. Now there's a lot of good young talent. Yeah, good young talent. Few seats. The big, the other big news is Kyle Busch still doesn't have a contract with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, and all the scuttlebutt I've come across is they've stopped talking. Really? Yep. That, and that's all hearsay, of course. It, 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 all over the internet, on the, the racing blogs and on YouTube uh, and they, whatnot. They, they sure like to spill tea there in NASCAR. They do like to spill tea. So it, it'll be interesting to see if Kyle Busch, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't go back to Joe Gibbs just because he's Kyle Busch. And... Did you see the uh, Mike Joy on uh, Junior? Uh, you know what, Big Ed? I am finishing listening to the podcast. I have about 20 minutes left on the podcast and Mike joy. What a cool guy, huh? He did some racing on his own. Very humble. Like he, he credits everybody for his career. Like how he got to learn these things. I like Mike joy. Mike yeah. he's, he's a pleasure to listen to as a broadcaster. It's got a good, you know, doing this. I like podcast. what he said that he said, you're not learning anything when you're talking. Right. That's so, so insightful. But you're you're absolutely he is very humble. Very humble. Very interesting guy. He has his son involved in vintage racing. So I, I gotta finish the podcast. I'm almost through that podcast. I was listening to a little bit of that when I got home from my day job today before my real job on you know, warm beer in the cheap seats. WBCS. WBCS radio. WBCS. So, yeah. Can we, it, can we get a WBCS from our new show announcer? Come on, new WBCS. show announcer. Come on over. WBCS. Get a little closer. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, get closer to the microphone. Scoot WBCS. On. There we go. Oh, my. We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll work on it. We're a little, little by little, little by little. Baby steps. Yeah, that whole show's baby steps. It is. <laughs> we have a cat, you know. You have several. Several, but we have one. Did you know his feet are is actually? Let me write you a check and do not talk about. Oh yeah, you're you're jumping the gun there. Oh boy. <laughs> it just. He wanted to show you the cat's out of the bag. Yes. Yes. Thank made you. So your your cat. It's made out of pure toffee. You're, really? Yeah. yeah. Saltwater yeah. toffee. <laughs> well, he moves like it. Oh boy. <laughs> he moves real slow, nice and slow. 
Hey, we watched the uh, the uh, Bob's Burgers, the uh, the, the movie. movie. Yeah, and it's I fun. Loved it. Hey, all right, look, I'll just say this: if you like the TV show, you'll enjoy the movie. It's like a long TV episode, just with a couple more songs. It was it. so good. They have a lot of puns in there that you got to pay attention to in the background, like whether it's like the menu board in the cafe or uh, like signs of names of other shops and stuff like that. You just give us an example. I can't remember. Oh, I might add a beer. What are the? Oh, that's good. Well, um, are they punning? Is it a pun to shows that are on Fox? No, 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 no. Just in general of like describing like the. I forget, like the cleaners next door. Um, there was a funny name about it. And then the one store is always now an empty lot, but anytime they do a flashback, there's always something that's there. Ah, I gotcha. And um, they have a, a pretty good cast of people that are involved in the show uh, that are just smaller characters. Kevin Klein, um, Jack, uh, Zach. Galifianakis. They have a, a bunch of comedians that do uh, voice work and that play the carnies because there's a little wharf and a lot of carnival action going there. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty funny. It was so good. I mean, could have seen it in the theater, but uh, it's definitely, uh, it was a fun thing just to run at home. Mm-hmm. Speaking of theater versus going straight to digital yes i heard the munsters went straight to digital is that correct hmm. no did it uh, i don't know I, they, I saw some i i so is is it streaming now i do not know i was asking you you, you have a better pulse on the movie world than i do i thought it was going to be september but so check. the thing is, is it not a show well no, it was gonna, a, it was a television program was, in the 1960s right so um rob zombie was a big fan of the show. He probably watched it in reruns like Casey and I watched it in reruns as kids. Absolutely. And that really influenced them. And the show was cool. Had hot rods, had campy characters. They were monsters, but they weren't scary monsters. They were they were funny monsters. And I think the show was well done. And the show had a lot of tongue-in-cheek, and it didn't take itself too seriously. Correct. So Rob Zombie took it to the silver screen, took it to the big screen and kept it very true to the television show. He wasn't going to gore it out. And yeah. Make so, it something. so some people were thinking he was going to make a score, gonna, scary monsters like he's done these or horror movies. Boobies hanging out, something, making yeah. an R movie. It's a PG movie. Mm-hmm. So the big thing, I watched the trailer for it and then it made me excited to go see this movie because, you know, Herman's Herman mm-hmm. and Grandpa's Grandpa. And Lily's Lily, and it's like, wow, these characters, you can draw the connection to the original TV program. Yes. Obviously different actors. Um, But it looked good. It's like, okay, so it's telling the origin story of the Munsters. Yes. Of Lily and Herman getting together, how Grandpa wasn't really real keen on Herman and how, I guess, how Herman won him over. And it starts in Europe. And then they get to the States and it takes place in the 1960s. Right. So it stays true to the timeline with the television program. The scuttlebutt is the trailers didn't go over that well. And the trailers pushed it to 
digital. I don't know if that's true. I, I, I haven't dug into it. It's just one of those things I saw out there. I want to like, see it. I mean, some people were like already painting it. I'm like, well, I think I think you missed the point. I'm like, it's not it's not the Godfather. It's the Munsters. It's a comedy. Right. It's a it's a it's a fun comedy. You know, I I, I never understood movie critics that judged everything on the same scale. I agree with you wholeheartedly because this movie, you're not going to compare this to a Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, but these these same guys will like uh, overtalk a, a, a fucking turd of a movie that will win an award and no one will ever fucking watch. No one will ever watch. I did, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, I was running through like Oscar winners. Right. And uh, half of them, we didn't even know who the hell they were. Right. Yeah. So, you, so um, anyways, I want to see it. I want to see it. I, I asked Lady Jill. I said, Lady Jill, will you go to this movie with me? I said, maybe we can get Casey and Melissa to go. Yeah. You know, a lot so, of critics, they don't know how to just critique a piece of work. They got to compare it to something yeah. else. And I, I try to, you know, just do the body of work that I'm doing. I may make a mention of it, but I don't compare it. You know, that's. Just not how it's done. You can't compare art, right? It's all art. It's art in different. This is perform performance art, uh, as in these movies. You can't compare one to the other. Apples and oranges. Correct. So I, I that maybe I do a little research it's, on that and get back to you next week on it. But that's a movie I am like, super excited. Like about. Big Ed can't do every rock and roll retrospective and compare it to MC Hammer because you can't mm -hmm. touch that. Uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. with those see, great see what i did there you did a good job good, yeah. yeah that's good that's why you're the leader that's why you're the queen of more beer in the cheap seats <laughs> <laughs> that's why Just you're the queen. everyone's eardrums right there yeah it's fine oh it was mrs doubtfire great movie there's a queen that was a queen. I I, I, I kind of think they're one in the same. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that was him definitely doing Queen. Oh, I, for sure. Yeah. The the queen. Mooey, mooey, motherfucker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Whoa. Someone's got Tourette's again. I was going to say it. Tourette's. Oh, my. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the monster's good. Oh, there's another movie that's coming out. Uh, it's coming to Tampa. It's going to be. Let me write you a check. Fight more. Uh, doing like the indie theater thing, like, you know, NZ in Orlando and Tampa Theater here, uh, is Clerks 3. What? So Kevin Smith, uh, being a true Star Wars fan, has to do a trilogy of the Clerks movies huh. and, and bring the story of Clerks to an end. Hmm. If you not sure if you're familiar with the Clerks. I movie. saw the first one. Love the first one. Didn't I say that there needed to be more... I More like to clerk? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Did I don't know, but they're gonna do uh, a showing here at Tampa Theater, and then uh, you can meet. Well, they're gonna do like a Q and A. Kevin Smith's gonna be there. Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, maybe I can do that. I think it's supposed to be Sunday night, and I'm kind of I this no, coming. No, 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 no. Uh, I like. I think near the end of October, and uh, I like to be in bed early on Sunday. Just uh, get ready for the work week. Yeah, even during football season, I thought about writing to the commissioner about like, can we get that game on earlier? A little earlier. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Could you write that letter? Just seven-page letter. 
that's a lot of writing. Well, people read the seven-page letter. That's the key. Not the one page? No, they just throw that out. Oh, shit. Yeah. See? I'll learn something on this show. Well, that's why no one's been reading your letter there, Big Mike. Because it's a one-page letter? Shit, man. All right, I got to get a little wordier. I have to be wordier if, if that's a real word. Yes. A phrase. A lot, lot of adjectives. Yeah. Note to self. Or throw an adverb. To like, oh, this mm. guy, is this guy British? He's an adverb. Mm. Might be. Using the Queen's English now. Oh. Mm. You could use some of my little voiceovers if you like. Like, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. Wait for it. Well, we're waiting. Uh, let's see. How about. Well, yeah, when you QA, this is just. It's, is Hank Hill in the studio still? Boy, did you get it in the head? Or did someone know on your wee wee like it was soft water taffy? Oh, my. Oh, man. Uh, King of the Hills really uh, changed in this uh, 21st century. Yes, it has. It's gotten a little rougher. He's just, he's just fed up with everything. Well, ever since Brittany Murphy died, you know, I don't think he's ever been the same. No. Hmm. R.I.P. Wasn't Tom Let me Petty write you a check and do not talk about my little wee wee. You said you would play with it like it was silly putty. <laughs> Tom Petty in that show too? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, he, he was like a, a neighbor or something, right? Yeah, he... Uh, oh, he was a guy, he was like always like high or something. He, he had a small character. Uh, it might have been Luann's boyfriend. It, you know what? That's what it was. It was the land boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. You know, so I, I don't have Fox today. So I don't have wrestling. It's, so you don't oh. get Fox. So you're, you're, oh, cable. so you're missing uh, any reference that I've made. Um, yeah. I'm, I have True Grid on the background right now. That's the good. original. Yeah. With the uh, John, John Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. yeah. On that, uh, the Grip channel. Oh yeah, that that's a good channel. They'll they'll run some uh, good old westerns on there. I saw there's a John Wayne casserole, by the way, this week. Found a recipe for that. Oh jeez, here what's it is. A, what's a John Wayne casserole? It's it's got meat in it, ground beef, taco seasoning, cream cheese, sour cream, hmm. corn, biscuit. Biscuits. Anything beef is a John Wayne dish. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. cheese. It looked pretty good. Looked pretty tasty. Big Mike on uh, FS1. It's got cancer. In it. Greatest races NASCAR Cup Series from Richmond, 1986. That's on right now. Right now. Hmm. This is this is the car I like. I like well, these cars. That, that's a good general. 80s. They still had the Monte Carlos. The Grand Marshal was Gary Carter. Was it? I don't think so. <laughs> the Grand Prix. It, it sounds good, though. Like he like he knew. Like, you know, oh, yeah, that's uh, Gary Marshall. Well, you got to think. We would have been relevant in 1986. You know? I don't know. Oh, Daryl Strawberry is the Grand Marshal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, they had a black guy in 86 and fucking Richmond <laughs> Grand Marshal. <laughs> He was relevant. Well, he was supposed to. He didn't show up, you know, um, out doing cocaine all night. Oh, boy. The, I, you know, I never shared this story on our show. I met Daryl Strawberry at a uh, fireworks stand one year. Hmm. 
<laughs> it's a true story. He was working the fireworks. No, he was buying. He was buying. Uh, oh, okay. Fireworks. The, I the last time I saw Dal Strawberry was at a Circle K off of uh, that early uh, Van Dyke back in like 90, 98 or so. Oh wait, the Van Dyke and Tarpon, that one. No, Van Dyke by uh, when when we had that apartment at Lake Carlton Arms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know where you're at. Yeah, yeah, that one. That was a huge complex. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's a big complex for sure. I've known a lot of people that live there. Yeah. Does he live here? Um, I don't know if Strawberry. he still did it one time. I yeah, I don't. He know was a local tampon here. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Let's see uh, Testa Verde at that uh, at that Publix in the corner, Dale Mabry and Van Dyke. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He Did his own right shopping. Yeah, he's a tall dude. You don't realize how big he is. Yeah, he's like six five. Yeah, at least. You know who's uh, in the background right now? Look, Who? the slam. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's lurking. Right Subway, turn, Clyde. Oh, right nice. turn, Clyde. You already know. Don't worry. Right. The uh, orangutan ain't. Uh, every, right. every which way loose. Well, yeah, but yep. isn't it turn left? No, turn it's actually no, it's, right, uh, turn. right turn. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because he sat in the passenger seat. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's not like an orangutan's gonna recklessly drive and punch people to their left. Uh, well, there was gonna be a se another sequel, uh, but it, it was never made, and Clive was gonna do a left turn. He's gonna drive. Yeah, you know what? That's gonna be the been... designated driver. The DD. You know <laughs> Who would love to see it? That would um, be great, like if they tied it in the Grand Torino, and it's just like him drinking beer with the orangutan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> what is this business of touching Bobby's wee wee? Oh my! Oh, oh my! Subway, you're gonna have some. Uh, you got the answer, to Hank Hill. Yeah, there's gonna be. Yeah, some I, I, I got no. I, I don't think I have a choice. Uh, I got. You gotta respect Hank Hill. Um, Oh boy, uh, yeah, I got no choice but to face Hank Hill. Uh, but you know what? You know what we have to face. Uh, you know how who we have to deal with now, which is amazing that we have to deal with this wrestler. His name is Carrying Cross. I'm so glad that they brought him back. Yeah, he had uh, he had another promo tonight, and uh, his wife came out scarlet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did a little distraction on uh, Drew McIntyre. Well, also, yeah, you know, uh, Hit Row Hit came out tonight. Yeah, they did. Uh, I I did hear stuff saying that Hit Row was going to be uh, be in town uh, for SmackDown. With so, uh, um, so yeah. Um, and then, I mean, it's not all of Hit Row. Swerve is obviously an AEW successful. Yeah. Uh, successful. He's an AEW tag team champion alongside and Keith Lee. As they both deserve. Yeah, they definitely both deserve it. Um, but you know what? Uh, Triple H taking over, uh, taking over, bring back all these people. Um, 
yeah, you know what? It's looking great. Um, I'm gonna be honest though. Um, uh, I don't know how much, like, I don't know if like they're gonna if these specific wrestlers that they're bringing back, people such as well, Karen Cross and Dakota Kai are gonna definitely get like gonna be in every single episode. But like, you have people like uh, Hit Row, you have uh, uh, Dexter Loomis. Um, and then you're getting like rumors with uh, Johnny Gargano. You're getting rumors with Bray Wyatt, um, which I'm pretty certain that Bray Wyatt is going to actually return. Um, Triple H is at, I I've been hearing Triple H is doing his absolute best to bring him back. Um, well, Bray, Bray Wyatt's kind of like CM Punk. He was a guy that was good with his money, so he's not desperate to have to work. No, nah, yeah, no. Nah. Um, he he's just gonna work something that makes sense and that he's passionate for and yeah so um yeah i've met good. the guy i've met the guy before he's a cool dude oh yeah yeah for sure i cool dude um but yeah um um but you know what i'm so glad carrying cross back Knowing that he gets immediately put into that world title picture, which he should have been when he first got called up. Well, it's just like Champa, and Champa's proved it. He's put on some great matches since uh, he's oh yeah been given the opportunity on Raw. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we got less time with Theory though. Uh, less time with Austin Theory, man. Um, I don't even. I I I don't even think I seen him in, in like a while uh last time i probably saw him was when i went to the garden yeah it's really? probably been like two weeks since he's been on tv huh. well it looked, money. Like he, it looked like he was out in la though yeah like, i wouldn't um, be surprised wrestlemania yeah well they were, they're promoting wrestlemania this week it looks like yeah they they were uh, i think uh dominic mysterio was there uh I think McIntyre was no, he was not there, but he he did some promotion for it. Uh, but even then, I don't know what Triple H is gonna do with Theory because uh, I mean McMahon was so high on Theory, but I don't know. Like I don't think I don't know if Triple H was high uh, on him. Um, I don't know. I, th- I mean I understand that's McMahon's guy, but the guy's got talent, man, and he does. He's he's, he's a natural heel, and oh, he's something like that. Yeah, for, he draws before, the heat. before they uh, make an attempt to sign MJF. You have theory. You're good. You're good for now. You can yeah, wait. I, and you know what? And you don't know what you're gonna get with MJF. Is MJF gonna be that guy who once he gets the WWE, he's just gonna be unhappy? Yeah, no, nah, they can't have that. They 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 can't have that unhappy MJF. Uh, you you have guys. There are guys like that. They they go from you know promotion to promotion or other athletes in other uh, arenas or venues. They go from team to team, or you know they're they're not happy because the grass. They they had a saying in the Air Force: your 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 two best bases you were was the one you just left and the one you were about to go to, and it's never the one you're at. And for some guys, that's how their life is. It's always yeah. where they were, where they're about to go, not where they're at now. That was Lex Luger. That, that was Lex Luger, absolutely. Which, yeah. you know, when he got older, he realized, you know, 
that was a problem for him. Oh yeah. Um, I actually got a question for you, Casey. Okay. Uh, did you? Uh, because uh, because I got here a little late. Did you do the baseball minute? Uh, I just talked about the. Uh, I listen. I told these guys, you are our Adam Schefter, and you're going to have a breaking story for us tonight. And all I just talked about was the Field of Dreams. Oh, I no. had an inkling you have a breaking story. I, for- I, yeah, I do. Um, I don't know if you heard the news, uh, but uh, we got – uh, all right, breaking news. First off, I'll say this. I'm a lot better than Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter – makes insensitive tweets, especially to Dwayne Haskins, but that's not the breaking story. The main breaking story is that Fernando Tatis has been suspended 80 games uh, after testing positive for PEDs. PEDs? Uh, Performance-enhancing drugs. Okay, gotcha. Right on. And and, uh, Tatis already came up with a statement, and he said, uh, I actually forgot what he was taking, but he had no idea he uh, was acting the the substance he was using uh was PEDs and uh he well he's currently injured right now um so he's missing the entire season and then he's going to miss like the first 42 games of next season um this is someone that uh was i would he's say he's cornerstone for San he's a cornerstone for sure he's he's cornerstone and he's going to be a cornerstone for a very long time uh Fortunately, the guy has the guy just got caught being juiced, literally. Um, and you know, I when I first told my friends this, I pretty much said, "Congratulations to Fernando Tatis, you have just screwed your Hall of Fame chances. You you really did." You know, I, it's not just sad. It's just like San Diego went out and spent a lot of money and capital to compete with the Dodgers. By yeah, the literally deadline. You got Juan Soto, you got Josh Bell, you got Josh Hader. It's like there's no use for steroids. Do, there should do, be no does, use. Does does this kind of drama free the team to play, or does it haunt it uh, and they just fade away again? Uh, seeing how they're playing, it's probably be well. Depends. I I really don't know because uh, you know what. After uh, what I've been seeing from this team, the team—I mean, they're win. I mean, I guess they're winning still, but like Josh Hader hasn't really done good. Uh, isn't really been doing good uh, all year. Um, Juan Soto, you know, it's Juan Soto. He'll do his thing. But I'm—I'll I'll say this: I—I I don't know what the hell the Padres are going to do uh, for their future, like until Soto's contract expires. And he becomes a UFA that's in like, uh, like, what is that? Like after next year, right? Isn't 20 after 2024? Yep. Uh, After 20, sometime after 2024, I have no clue what the hell they're going to do. Cause you know what? Uh, He, you know, I, I love Juan Soto. He's a great outfielder and he has generational talent. Uh, But, you know, Tatis got caught red-handed. Um, I think this is very – that's a very shocking news. Um, and this is some – this is someone that people look up to. Like, you're going to look up – you look up to this person. 
Yeah, and, well, like MLB was trying to make him like the face of baseball. He was, and you know what? I'd rather have Wander Franco the face of baseball at this point. I, it, it's like, damn straight. Damn, like, uh, yeah, you know what? Disappointing, uh, disappointing news you hear from from uh, because uh, this 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 is a huge blow for the Padres. All right, so if you're if you're San Diego, who do you sign on the fly? Do you just go out and just like, hey, uh, hopefully. Yenis Cespedes hasn't gained like another 200 pounds, like just eating his life away. Well, you know what? I, I'll say this. Uh, they literally, they went all out in this trade deadline. Hey, so, hey Yasiel Puig is ready to play. He's been playing like, he is. Uh, in, you know, in, in Korea and he's been doing he, pretty well over there. Yeah, he has. I don't know. Like, you know what? Yeah. You know what? He's ready. Bring him in. Well, I, I mean, different positions compared to Tatis. But for real though, y- Yasiel Puig should be back in the MLB. Uh, um, but what is the uh, uh, Padres? The infield is looking like Cronen. As of right now, I think it's Cronenworth, uh, Josh Bell, uh, Manny Machado, and then their shortstop. I think it's like that. Uh, the other uh, Hassan Kim. I think it uh, is. Uh, I think it's Gary Templeton. Nice, nice. The the other side of the Ozzy Smith uh, trade. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Just hey, hey, just just straight up. We'll just trade Ozzy Smith. Uh, we'll we'll take uh, Gary Templeton. Thank you. Yeah, throwing Gary it out Templeton. there, and then you know what happens, and then they, and then I think you know what happens the next year. Well, you know, they had, they had, Dave Winfield. Yeah. Wasn't he they, gone they, by then? No, but at one point they. Would have had they Dave had... Winfield and Ozzy Smith together. I yeah, mean, they, they did. I mean, that's the pot. Look, the, the, my point is the Padres always in the end end up just being the fucking Padres. Literally. You know? God bless you know Ray Kroc for bringing baseball to more Southern California. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they're just never been a very well-managed team. Ever. Oh, no. Like. Who who's their best manager that they've ever had? Like I'm actually wanting to know. Who. Well, they they've actually had good managers. They just had bad teams. You had Dick Williams that was managed That's them it was. to the World Series in '84. Bruce oh, Bochy, yeah. I believe, was their manager uh, when they lost the World Series in '98. Oh, you know what? I mean, you got two Hall of Fame caliber managers, but they just had bad teams. That's what it is. And oh, you have one this year, Bob Melvin. He's a good manager. He's been around. He's a good baseball guy. Yeah, um, but I'll say this: uh, the Padres are the Padres are the Padres. Like you, you, you heard what Casey said. Congratulations! Uh, you can thank Ray Kroc uh, um, for I, I don't know screwing up the San Diego uh, community with the Padres because uh, the Padres choke. Uh, uh, they're sort of uh, of a laughing stock in the MLB, uh, whatever they call it. They're like. The Cleveland Browns of the uh, NFL, I mean, of yeah. the MLB, like I mean, but the Browns are way worse uh, for obvious reasons. But like, mm-hmm. watch watch the Padres win zero World Series under Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto. Even if Juan Soto signs long term with the Padres, watch them win zero World Series and watch them waste Juan Soto's prime like they did with Tony Gwynn. Simple enough. 
Yeah. They like if Tony Gwynn couldn't win a World Series with the with the uh, Padres, I I can't expect this team winning a World Series anytime soon. Because you know what, Tony Gwynn was a damn good baseball player. Sure. Like I he rarely struck out. Like he like the guy. Yeah, he's, he's great great ball player. Yeah, guy knew how to get on base. Like guy knew how to hit. Sure did. He, he, guy knew how to how to play defense. Great all great player. And it's like that's Mr. Padre over here. If my, Mr. Padre could not win a World Series, then there's no freaking way that the Padres are going to win a single World Series. I you know what, honestly, I I know the A's are 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 need like I I've been hearing like people want to relocate the A's to Las Vegas. You can do that. Relocate the Padres somewhere else. Honestly, like no offense to Petco Park. Pet, I've been to Petco Park. Amazing. No, the, the fan support there. Actually, I think Oakland is going to get a baseball deal on a stadium. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I I, I mean they already was it they already lost the Warriors and the Raiders so. Yeah, it's just Oakland's done with. Uh, Oakland's probably done with like the major sports. Hmm. Well, uh, I hope I hope it don't happen. Well, yeah, you you know what? I'll say this: uh, Padres are not. I I mean, I don't even think the Padres are going to make it far this year in the uh, in the playoffs. Well, they won't be able. They can't beat the Dodgers, and they certainly ain't going to beat the Mets. Yeah, they're not going to beat those two teams. I, I mean, if you're talking, I mean, I don't. Well, I was, I can't even. If they're playing the Braves in the wild card, I would still take the Braves over the Padres, especially that pitching. Uh, both pitching's great, but I, I, I love the Braves pitching. Uh, I, I love that rookie that they have, uh, Strider. He's pretty good. I like him. Sure. Uh, I would take the Braves over them. I I know I know like they're kind of underwhelming this year, but they're still like they're still great. Like still great. Max Rita, Cy Young candidate. Uh, but concussion oh my, protocol. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yes, he, um, he got hit. He was put in a concussion program. He, he'll be fine. Oh, he he'll was. Fine. He'll be yeah. fine probably. No, no, uh, he, he's fine. He he got hit with like a line drive. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. Uh, honestly, I I don't know. I, I mean, Padres, Cardinals. I probably. Still, I mean, I don't know. That'd be hard. Uh, depends because if it's a wild card game, I isn't it like one game in the wild card uh, for this format? Uh, I believe so. Okay, then. <sighs> oh yes. I mean, it depends. Honestly, at this point, if it like if you have the Padres versus Cardinals in the playoffs, that's it's debatable at this point. Um, I take the home team in a one on the one off. Would that be the Cardinals? Whoever we get, I don't know who's got it. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but on a, on the one off, unless it's totally lopsided. Yeah. That that's the that's what I'm thinking. That's what makes it hard. But uh, yeah, that's that's the breaking story. Tatis suspended eighty games, uh, test positive for PEDs. Um, 
Um, oh, How can I guess, you have not known? I mean, come on. That's that's so that's a lame answer in 2022. Yeah. You're a professional athlete. You're adjusting something. You're going to let your coach, trainer, doctor, whoever your guy is, your conditioning guy, he'd be like, uh-uh. Or don't get caught. Yeah. And and Tatis ends up being like, Oh, I didn't know this was I didn't know this was steroids. I don't know I didn't know this was PEDs. It's like that's that's some BS you're talking. Um but yeah, uh is that, is that how he talks? No, I, I I mean I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you're doing like a dead on impersonation. No. No, I'm not. I, I would I sound no. like one of the South Park guys. Oh, uh, Cartman. Yeah, something like that. Cartman's Eric brother. Cartman. Yeah, Fred. Fred Cartman. Fred Cartman. Now, now, Subway. Yeah. Um, I don't want to cut you short. However, no, go ahead. We're we're part of that time of the show, you know. Yeah. The time absolutely. everybody waits for the the anchor to every warm beer in the cheap seats. It is. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Oh, I almost lost my script. <laughs> but first, I have to play this for the subway. Subway Slum, when I get you in the ring at Wee Wee Slam, you will be crying for the ultimate care and to pull you off the mat by your wee wee. Just a message from Vince McMahon for Altus Subway Slam. He's got Thank a lot you. of free time. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, Vince McMahon say he just left. All right, so this week <clears throat> we got Kiss Love Gun, nineteen seventy seven. Kiss Love Gun is the sixth studio album by American hard rock band Kiss. It was released on June thirtieth, nineteen seventy seven, on Casablanca Records. They shipped one million copies of the album on this date. It was certified platinum, became the band's first top five album on the Billboard two hundred. It's the first album to have all four members contribute on lead vocals. Before Love Gun was completed, a Gallup poll indicated that Kiss was the most popular band in the United States, beating out Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, and the Eagles. August 26, 27th, and the 28th of 1977, Kiss recorded those three shows at the LA Forum for their next release, their second live album called Kiss Alive 2. In the Love Gun album, a cardboard Love Gun, some assembly required, was included inside the album, along with the KISS merchandise order form. The album was remastered in 1997 and 2014. Certified platinum the day of its release when 1 million copies were pressed and sold. I recorded on May 1977 and released June 30th, 1977. Uh, it, at the at plant record plant New York City, uh, the length is thirty two minutes fifty three seconds on Casablanca label, produced and engineered by Kiss and Eddie Kramer. Kiss was Paul Stanley on vocals, rhythm guitar, first guitar solo on "I Stole Your Love" and bass on "Love Gun." Gene Simmons vocals, bass, rhythm guitar on "Christine 16 and "Got Love for Sale." Peter Chris drums and vocals. Ace Frehley, lead guitar, vocals, all guitars and bass on Shock Me. And then you have additional musicians. Eddie Kramer, keyboards on Christine 16, Love Gun, and I Stole Your Love. This Eddie Kramer uh, was the producer and engineer on this album, along with Kiss. 
Eddie Kramer has collaborated with a ton of artists now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including Jimi Hendrix, The Beatles, David Bowie, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, Eric Clapton, The Kinks, Kiss, John Mellencamp, and Carlos Santana, as well as Anthrax, Joe Cocker, Loudness, Peter Frampton, John Mayall, 10 years after, Martha Hoople, John Sebastian, Carly Simon, DM Warwick, Small Faces, and the list goes on, and to include White Snake. He's got 80 credits to his name, whether he was producer or engineer. Oh, and a couple of soundtracks as well. Uh, Blue Wild Angel, Live at the Isle of Wight, Festival Express, Jimmy Plays Monterey, Jimmy Plays Berkeley, Live at the Fillmore, Mad Dogs, Pursuit of Happiness, Rainbow Bridge, The Song Remains the Same, and Woodstock, music from the original soundtrack. This is by far one of Kiss's greatest studio efforts with the opening track, I Stole Your Love. Starts out with Stanley's opening riff and quickly rolls into the bass and does an impressive job on his quick tempo track. Paul Stanley also taking the lead vocals on Christine 16. I love the keyboards on this and without it, the song is empty. A cool riff and Peter Chris is definitely delivering on this as well. Maybe was also doing a youngin' from afar. Got Love for Sale, Gene Simmons takes the writing credit and lead on this song, and his mind is in the same place as Christine's 16. This is a quick tempo track. Ace Fairley does not skip on the solo in the middle, and Gene picks up where he left off, soliciting himself as the demon lover, and he is not cheap. Shock Me is an Ace Freely tune, inspired by an event at Lakeland when Ace grabbed an ungrounded stale rail and was severely shocked. This was written and sang by Ace. First song to feature Ace on vocals and does not disappoint. Gene shows that he really can play the bass as well. Tomorrow and Tonight, the song was written to try to recapture the feeling of rock and roll all night, but never reached the success. The song appeared on Kiss Alive too. It was played during the sound check. It was never played live until 2017. Love Gun, an homage to Paul Stanley's Wee Wee, Written and sang by Paul Stanley, also gets credit for playing the bass in the studio in a cool song that has been played live ever since. Stanley shows off his pipes and Ace does a nice solo too. Hooligan, a nice mid-tempoed heavy rock jam with Peter Chris providing vocals and the fills are some of the best. One of the best songs next to the next track, I'm Almost Human. This really encapsulates Kiss in the 70s and one of my favorite Kiss songs. The song really rocks. Gene puts on a great performance with his rifling bass riff that keeps it moving to the end. Plastic Caster is another high-octane rocker inspired by Cynthia Plaster Caster, a famous groupie who made castings of rock legend Wee Wee's. A good song, nonetheless, written with the kiss sound, and I like how Peter keeps it moving with his cymbal work. Then She Kissed Me is a gender-reversed remake of The Crystals' Then He Kissed Me. I could do without this song, so if you don't have anything nice to say, well, you don't say anything. I really like this album, and if it wasn't for the lame last track, this could have received four Montecitos. Instead, I gave it 3.75 Montecitos. This is Kiss at their best, and make no mistake, these guys were rock royalty in 1977. Even the Duke boy listened to this in his general of the day. I'm going to keep his foot in it on songs like I'm Almost Human, and you know how that... And now you know how he cut a tire, and you can be sure of that until he had to ask Mr. Big Ed and asked why he needed rear tires after three months of having the general. Well, 
I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Yes, kiss, baby. That was a lot of fun. I forgot how good this album was. That's a it's a good album, but the yeah, the last song's kind of out of place on it. I mean, album. what were they thinking? They had plenty of material. If you look at uh, the remixes that they did, they well the bonus material. There was a lot of good stuff on there they could have put on there. You always wonder what happens because it's not like they were uh, a, a new band. They obviously had a lot to say on what is and isn't. So I would like to be a fly in the wall and like how they discuss like you know what's in and what's not in on the album. Yeah, I would too because Eddie Kramer, he's that's a serious engineer producer right there. Oh, and by the way, anyone at home, um, I hit podcast bingo because I, I was just waiting on Dion Warwick, and uh, it, I've been waiting a while, but I hit it. Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Yeah. yeah. You what never, you never know. That podcast bingo. It's, it's a new thing. It's way better than pickleball. You know that fake fucking sport for fucking unathletic people. So, uh, speaking of pickleball, we'll get back to Kiss. Okay. Uh, a car came into my place of business and had like a National Pickleball Association mm -hmm. sticker in the back window. It was on. Oh, yeah, like, see, I can't help you because I only believe in the pickleball federation. Correct. Yes. And this, 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 not the association. And this person was talking about playing pickleball. Oh God. So, anyway, back they to. They had a story on pickleball on uh, oh, Sunday morning last week. Oh, yeah, CBS. Yeah. That's when you know, like, uh, it's it's over now. Pickles was maybe named after a dog, pickleball. Named Pickles dog from pickleball. Channel 8. No. Uh, never mind. No, I think it was named after Pickle Rick from uh, Rick and Morty. It was a long time ago. Hmm. Uh, Christine 16 is my favorite song off this album. I thought maybe it was named after Nickel and Pickle from... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Where's... Where's yeah. this one? Evans from Family. <laughs> Nickel and Pickle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, uh, see, my favorite song, I, I love Love Gun. That's uh, my favorite song. Big Ed, do about we? Paul Stanley's Wee Wee. Yes. Big Ed, do we know what the cardboard Love Gun looked like that came in the album? No, but I like that. It it said, it, it did say in parentheses, assembly required. That's why I put some assembly required, you know? Let's let's let's. Oh, and, and with the merchandise order form, fucking Jews. I tell you what, those two guys that they can make a buck. They're not. They're not letting the penny they go. They by. they sold. They were selling fucking uh, caskets. Oh yeah, but was that later in uh, their existence? Oh yeah, later on, later on. But man, I mean, Gene Stick, uh, uh, Gene Simmons. He he was a businessman in a sense. He, he still is. He likes the merchandise. Listen, they got their name on everything. I'm going to take a picture of something that, that's part of my arsenal. Where is it? There it is. Where are you sending this picture? I'm just going to send it to you. You could, Okay. You is this something that 
Oh, okay. It's nothing bad now. So this could go on at beer seats. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, while you're staring at, uh, so my smaller tank, I have, uh, here we go. Uh, oh, that's what you got. Oh, okay. That's fine. Victory Lane too at the old slot car city, Daytona. Every now and again, we'll race those. That thing's set wait, up for wait. the track. Wait, that truck with the trailer? Yeah. Yeah, that's like from the old, um, you, what was the... Uh, it I, was bought, I bought that three years ago. Auto World's making them. They're making, they got a funny car, okay, with each of the characters. Is that truck a GMC Astro? Is that the one? That... It's, a, it's a GMC cab over. Yeah, yeah, GMC Astro. That's a cool cab. I'm the only one that runs a cab over. Everyone else is running like the old cab with the long yeah, nose. Yeah. Running run a conventional. I'll take a cab over over a conventional any day. This uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14 is $20 worth of tires on that thing. <laughs> Silicone. They're real true. Uh, Big it, it's weighted in the back so it doesn't flip over. It's, a mag it's, it's tricked out, but we race those. Well, there, there was a U.S. US trucking slot car sets i know tyco made that yeah, yeah tyco made it okay late 70s early 80s those were i lusted after those i re i remember seeing the commercials for them i really wanted uh, they're they're out there they're expensive they I, are i just they i are. just i just sold the last of what i had they, because they have uh guide pins in the back and they they have pickup shoes on both front and back of the truck so it goes so we could back it up Oh, yeah, people a, will pay big money for those. That's a cool. Those are cool sets, man. Very cool. But yeah, GM, good. Good call, running GMC cab over. Yeah, they're like, you're not gonna collect that. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna race this fucking thing. Are you kidding? <laughs> did Did Auto World reissue any of those cab overs or no? They're They're, they're still making them. Okay, so you can run them. Are you running an original one, or are you running a? a I'm uh, running the 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 trailer and the body is original. the The chassis is an AFX Magna Traction. Okay, I don't, I don't like the Auto World chassis. They're they're temperamental. They're, they're getting better. I guess they've had enough complaints because now this the hobby's kind of coming back, you know. And these guys, they you know, they're all our age, our generation that buys this stuff now. They have disposable income and they they want stuff that runs they don't want to put them on the shelf so their their qc has gotten better in the last three years yeah but i'm still like i have a bunch of parts to build these uh magna traction chassis and they're fun to build anyway yeah it's not just kids buying these slot car sets it's like you said it's guys that grew up in the 70s and the 80s playing in the with 60s yeah, sixties going all the way back to. The I'm running. Old. I'm running. Uh, I finished second in the race with one of my sixty-year-old T-Jets. The uh, we call it the Oscar. It's a it's a hot rod, but it, the driver the driver's head broke off, so I got a driver head from the Oscar the track cleaner. Things huge. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you get so you got a headless Oscar track cleaner. Not anymore. I sold it. Somebody wanted it really bad. I'm like, oh, that worked okay. out pretty good. Wait, a headless one yeah huh That's he might have had a head you know what i mean yeah and this, to... look there's 
a myriad Unless of scenarios of parts out there. Person, I would put him on a watch list. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, and actually, I just sold this guy eighty dollars worth of parts. Is this guy? Is this? I a, mean, it's one thing to play Legos, and then the, a guy's missing a head, and then you have another sweep, guy sweeping, 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 down sweeping up the head down the street. Like, hey, we gotta keep these streets clean. But that's different. That's Legos. Big Ed, is this is this a guy that you're selling at a show or over eBay? Uh, th- you know what? He's on like one of the forums on Facebook. Okay. One of one of the slop. There's a, you know, there's the AFX page. There's T Jets only. Whatever he was on there and saying, "Hey, I'm looking for Oscar parts," and I'm like, "I have this bin just loaded with. I I, I have what I want in Oscars. I don't need all these parts, but they're hey. worth something to somebody, you know, because they don't oh, make sure. these these AJ's race savers are are big money now. You know, it was that's what they're called. They're made by Twin K. You you cornered the market in the you know in the, the Oscar the track cleaner yes. market. I've had a bunch. Out. Hey, that got me through COVID when when I was at working with all my uh, race savers. Hey, FYI, Big Ed, this uh, weekend at the Lakeland, or now it's the RP Funding Center, big toy show. Yeah. So I'll I'll be heading out there on Sunday to see if there's any goodies. But yeah, big toy show out. If any of our listeners are new, out there, new free toys po- or old toys, vintage, all vintage yeah. toys. There's some new stuff that shows up, but a lot of it's vintage. I gotta find this video. There's a company. It's kind of pricey. It's a transforming Optimus Prime. It stands about yay tall. That it and transforms. Talk. It talks. You you can give it voice commands. It does stuff. It'll yell out like Autobots unite. No shit. Yeah, I think it's about like seven hundred dollars. But that's a lot of money. I'll find the video. The thing is <sighs> insane. I mean. It transforms. It's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so anyway, any toy, any of you vintage toy fans out there, uh, one of our five listeners that might be in the Tampa Bay area or Central Florida for mm-hmm. that matter, uh, big toy show, RP Funding Center, Saturday and Sunday, eight to, I think it's nine to four is the show nine to four in the afternoon both days yeah so when um the power station broke up apparently uh robert palmer got into the uh mortgage business and uh so robert palmer is uh, he's changed a little bit too with the way he looks on tv yes and he advertises well tv will do that to you make you, it you a little, look, little heavier makes you look different yes maybe his voice sounds a little different too more american yes do you think TV does that too? It does. Well, you know, effects. He's probably got like a, a voice. Oh, okay. I got you. Maybe not. Maybe a different Robert Palmer. Can't be a common name, right? No. No. But maybe just maybe on the off chance that it is. Uh, Robert maybe, Palmer's maybe. been dead for about 20 years. So. Oh, come on now. Maybe yeah. this is it. Maybe he faked his yeah. death and now he's doing mortgages <laughs> in Central Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that lucrative record deal was no good for him. He's no, like, um, rather do mortgages in Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. You, you, he he was uh, he was simply irresistible. Oh, there he goes. Well done, Subway. 
See, he picks his shots. He does. Subway. Subway Slum, when I get you in the ring at Wee Wee Slam, you will be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull you off the mat by your Wee Wee. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> So, Vince, Slum, when I give you the ring at Wee Wee Slam, you'll be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull you off the mat by your Wee Wee. Tell that to the Usos. Tell that to so the Usos. Slum, when I give you the ring at Wee Wee Slam, you'll be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull you off the mat by your Wee Wee. So is this no. what McMahon's doing now that he doesn't have a job with the WWE? Is he doing shitty voiceovers for us? No, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Tell that no, to the Usos. Done. That's a that's a so, far. Somebody slum when I get you in the ring at Wee Wee Slam. You will be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull you off the mat by your Wee Wee. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, that's a somebody slum when I get you in the ring at Wee Wee Slam. You will be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull. This is worse than the be positive. We're, we're... <laughs> so that you off the mat by your Wee Wee. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna try and be positive. The five people I'm listening see, just turned I, I can see why he had to pay off a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There was like yeah. $14 million That's That's a Boy, did far you get fall from head? grace. Or did someone gnaw on your wee-wee like it was soft water taffy? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> this show's been brought to you by wee-wee. W for <laughs> wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. And all this one. talk about wee wees, you must sell wee wees and wee wee accessories. <laughs> are yeah. batteries included? Huh? Hank Hill, are, are batteries included? Boy, did you get it in the head? Or did someone gnaw on your wee wee like it was soft water taffy? Oh my. Oh boy. Yep. It's crazy. Somebody slum when I get you in the ring at Wee Wee Slam. You will be crying for the ultimate Karen to pull you off the mat by your Wee Wee. You know what, Vince McMahon? I'll kick your old ass. <laughs> there you go. Somebody slum when I get you in the ring oh, at Wee Wee yeah. Slam. You will be crying for the ultimate Karen no, to pull no, you, you off won't. the mat by your no, Wee Wee. No, you won't, McMahon. No, you I, won't, I, McMahon. I think McMahon's gone senile. Maybe that's what yeah. he's going he repeats yeah. the same thing <laughs> over and over. I like like five or six times on the show tonight. As yeah. the show's jumping off. Sounds like he's scripted. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let me write Very, you a check uh, and do not talk about my little wee wee. You said you would play with it like it was silly putty. Oh my god. All right. All right. All right. He, he just oh. left. He had to go. Yeah. Vince His wife's too. called him. He's in big trouble. Okay. Yeah, Vince, Vince is chicken. Anything, anything, every, anything, anybody else wants to add before we get off the air this evening? Going once, going twice. Wow. Oh, I got something to add. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. As always, you can reach us at Beer Seats or at the show at Warm Beer and Chief Seats dot com. So reach out, tell us what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about. Really appreciate everybody listening. Have a great weekend. It's Friday night. Drink a warm beer, maybe a cold beer. Show announcer, what's our call sign? WBCS. Thank you, everybody. Good See job. ya. There's a lot of wee-wees on this show. <laughs>